0: It's the WOCast And you have to take a listen Full of insight that you may be missing in the WOCast Always giving you the blueprint Different interviews plus bringing you exclusives The WOCast We provide you with the coverage Gym to the cage worldwide We got you covered with the WOCast If you snooze you lose For all your MMA news and views It's the WOCast Powered by WOTV.com With your host, Michael Morgan
1: And my Steve WOCast Always making trouble Mother lovers, hi Michael Morgan. Welcome to this week's episode of the world cast. Joining me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> the man <laughs> like my sticky.
0: Jeez, it's been a minute, boy. I actually
1: feel like a bit of a myth right now, brother.
0: <laughs> mm, mm. really... Well, you're not really,
1: you're not really because when I think about it, I've seen you more on screen than I have in person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta stay busy, I man. Mean, I...
1: I mean, instead of me, you know, skirting around the issue and uh, uh keeping our our listeners in suspense, the whole subway uh link up hook up, you seem to be a very busy man of the moment of the year because you you started the year off with Sainsbury's. And now yeah, said, was, you know
0: what? It felt like it was this year, but that was actually last year. But that's the power of Are it. you being serious? That was twenty seventeen, but serious? in twenty eighteen they reused the advert for uh, what was it they used it for valentine's day and then for something else oh, as well. so that's why it, that's felt why like it that. feels like yeah. yeah that's why it
1: feels like it was this year when they're keeping it fresh still because i have to say it's still very very prominent in my mind yeah. really and truly whenever i think of that advert i first of all think of you with the yum yum yeah. yum
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy man <laughs> yeah and then so this year's been a bit mad i think off the back of that and then doing the wrap-up stuff I think more people are understanding Mm. the level of what I can do when it comes to, you know, like I I could rap about a dry stick wanting to be moist again. (laughs) (laughs) Stick. (laughs) I did say stick, you know, twig, if anyone got that wrong. But, you know, it's like that. So then this year has been a bit weird. Like you're saying, I got asked to do some stuff for Bleacher Report, which was really Mm. weird because I follow Bleacher Report for MMA stuff, for, for MMA news. Yeah. But this was like Bleacher Report football. And um, they're based in London, and their whole thing is about soccer. Yeah, I'll say that for the American listeners, just in case. But yeah, it's all about football. <laughs> and um, obviously this year we had the World Cup going on. And so they got me into like watch games, write about the game, and then rap about the game. And so about an hour or two hours later, we got a video up uh, talking about a game everyone just watched a couple hours ago. And then... Um,
1: so- you know, all these gigs, hmm. you know, when I, I see you on the TV and when I, I hear you, uh, you know, doing all these adverts, hmm. is that like some super high powered agent actually keeping you busy? You're like, you've got one of these um, CAA kind of hookups. Or is this like you just out there grafting or people are actually just saying, you know what, off the back of and off the off the strength of something like, yeah. like the Sainsbury's advert, yeah, we'd like you to do X, Y and Z. Is that how it works? How does it
0: actually work? I do think it's a bit more of that. So in terms of like the Sainsbury's thing, that was just an email I got from random email from uh, an agency. And the guy was saying, look, I'm doing this. I'm heading in this Sainsbury's advert. And in the end, he wasn't even that. He was actually just trying to gather as much music as he could um, because they'd been asked to do the Sainsbury's advert in terms of can you source a good song for the advert. Uh So it wasn't even guaranteed. Do you know what I mean? But this is one of the the agencies that are are doing the pitch to Sainsbury's. And then lo and behold, so I guess they have done work with a producer already and they were already developing a song. But then someone suggested, oh, look, here's another beat. Ah, uh, damn, who should we get on this? And then someone suggested My, uh, My Stiggy get him on it because he can, you know, like I said, I can rap about whatever. So I think Makes off the back of sense. that, that's just like doing the wrap-ups, you know, like uh, for about five years, I was wrapping up what was going on in the UK in terms of like, um, you know, just like what goes on in the music world, in the fashion, you know, just anything that is relevant in sort of, you know, our world in in the UK and then so i did that for five yeah. years so i think people could see like wow this guy can really rap about whatever he wants and then I've, I've had other bits of work off the back of that but i think stuff like that has really helped um get the sainsbury's thing and then after that that you know then it's like a snowball effect so off the back of like doing the sainsbury's advert my friend that sings with um you know pete tong and the heritage orchestra She suggested, she said, oh, you know, they were looking for another MC. They wanted a new MC. She said, oh, what about this guy? Oh, by the way, he just did the Sainsbury's advert. And then they're like, whoa, Ah. you did the Sainsbury's advert. You know what I mean? So it's all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, now I can be like, yeah, I've done a Sainsbury's advert, Subway advert. You know, (laughs) it's getting a bit ridiculous now. (laughs) Yo. It's like, what the, hell, what the hell, you know, whatever uh, outlet wants an advert done by rapper. So I think it's off the back of that. But now I have an agent that I work with, um, um, 10 West. And they're, oh, okay. they're basically trying to source more of that type of work. Because I think it's kind of something new, you know. It's like, um, you, I could like, there's obviously the writing element. Uh, and then there's the performance element. But it's like I could, hmm. if someone was like, "Oh, it's my cousin's birthday, and you know, I want a, a song that's for her, and blah blah blah." I agree. Okay, I could do that for this amount. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, a oh, okay, a next level, a different different style of business to do with hip hop, to do with rap. Um, you know, not many are capable of. <laughs> no, let me put this trumpet down, like uh, getting too carried away. But... <laughs> but yeah, so so you know, off the back of that, just loads of other things have been happening. I really like the the doing the um, Pete Tong tour was just out there for me. It was just different. Uh, worked with like a seventy-piece mm-hmm. orchestra, and um, wow, we did like a five-date tour around the UK. But it was like proper, uh, something like twenty to thirty thousand crowd. And you know, we the stage came with us everywhere. I didn't even realize that until like the fourth gig. And I, I came off stage. That was the same stage. It was a bit late. now. Well, I kept looking at the stage every to, everywhere we went to. And I was like, wow, it's mad how they get the exact same stage everywhere we go. Yeah. And then there was one time where I left a bit late from um, backstage and to get on. And then I, I was backstage. I was like, why is all these people here with these hard hats Like looking like they're about to, whoa, are you guys about to take down this stage? yep and I was like what and take it to the next place and put it back up yep I was like wow so that's the scale of uh, you know the level of ty- the type of tour it was man it was amazing um, okay yeah man but other than that it's been good though I can't complain man
1: well it would seem so yeah, it would seem so so you've got any exclusives to drop in terms of what you're going to be up to next what people going to be uh, seeing you in terms of adverts, so now
0: nah, in terms of the commercial work, I don't know. We'll wait and see. I mean, more than likely, because I've done two sort of names. You know, there's a the thing about association. Like, you don't want to get too carried away with using the same person to do all these different um, adverts because, it, you know, it gets uh, it's a bit of a messy thing with that. Like, for instance, um, with the French band that I'm with, after I did the Sainsbury's thing, a few months later, they got asked to do an advert for Dulux. But like in somewhere weird, like Serbia or something like that, Deluxe advert. Wow. And so when they were getting more information about it, the guys were like, yeah, we want it to be like this. Guess what they said as the example? It's the Sainsbury's advert. And then Just like the Sainsbury's advert. So then the more that we we were still collaborating, I said, yeah, I'll be happy to write it. Then they were like, hold on a minute. Can we just check something? And they're like, yeah, is this guy in the Sainsbury's advert the same guy in your band? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we can't do it then. Because of the class. Oh! Yeah, because it's, it's some kind of, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm not famous enough for them to like want to put, you know, my voice to every single, this exact same thing that they're trying to copy. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's that sort of thing where you you can't, I wouldn't get too much of it at all in the same, around mm. the same sort of time, maybe in a couple years' time or whatever. Um, but for now, I'm working on the next mixtape, man, Tip of the Iceberg Volume 3. It's nearly done mixing as well. So hopefully um, we're looking for a November date. I've uh, just got to finalise all of that stuff. I'm going to go away, have a bit of a rest from this crazy summer. And then uh, I'll be back like mid-October and get that on the go.
1: So um, I might, might be getting confused. Is this the same mixtape that's produced by Keith Price? No, Is that's a an different album.
0: That's an LP. So oh, this right. is more. So the
1: mixtape is various producers yeah, or exactly. So this is happen. more of
0: a uh, sort of mixture of producers, and there's not like one coherent theme throughout it. This, which is why I call it a mixtape, because it's um, more right. so just different tracks. You know, I hear a beat, and this is what I think should be put on it, and then it's like now I've yeah. got somewhere I could put it out, which is on the mixtape. Um, so it's always gonna be tip of the iceberg. It's always the beginning. know <laughs> If you have only just heard of me, this is the beginning of it. So that's what it's gonna be like. But I definitely have more dates on that um, towards the end of October. You know how this independent thing goes, Mike. You, you can't you can't put too much on a on a date until you've got everything finalized. And so at the moment, it's oh, just a sure. case of getting the, the songs mixed to the level that we want it, and then mastered. All the artwork and all of that is done. And then um, I want to shoot a few more videos as well um, to keep the promo out. Yeah, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting out, man. Like I've had really good feedback off of it so far. So,
1: mm. and I know it's been a hot minute since I've been involved in rap, 20 years, <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like it seems like this is kind of like a really good time. Too to either be an artist, to be a producer, because it seems like there's almost like a renaissance in terms of um, UK rap, but definitely um, global rap, uh, especially uh, artists from the States. I mean, you've just had, what, Eminem drop that surprise album with, you know, taking shots as well. Um, And I I think, I think, are are we looking at, like, a a resurgence? Are we looking at uh, a golden age? See,
0: the thing is, I don't feel like... um there's like it's ever kind of disappeared in a way in terms of like rap how you know traditionally how we're used to say like from the golden era like you're talking about that whole sort of 94 going up to 98 or whatever yeah i think yeah what's happened is just that the internet has made it so there's just so much there and a lot of it is bullshit a lot of it isn't all that great but then beneath the surface you mm. do find um, a lot of quality material, but I also think that now it's not so much beneath the surface. It's like a lot of a lot of artists are doing really well just off the internet. Like they're not on the radio, they're not on the TV. But what you got to remember, I mean, I look, this is a podcast, more or less a radio show on on the internet. Yeah. So the, the internet is the radio. Mm. The internet is TV. The internet is the magazines and all that now. So people can really do pretty mm. well off of the back of that. And what I do find, in terms of what you're saying, uh, in terms of a sort of resurgence, I think in terms of physical sales, a lot of stuff is changing. So vinyl yeah. is selling a lot more now than it did in the last 10, 15 years, as well as um, tapes. People are selling tapes now. Do you know what I mean?
1: Actual cassette yes, tapes? Yes,
0: bruv, cassette tapes.
1: Are you being yeah. serious?
0: So it's just a different level, man. I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny, but... What are they playing them on? Uh, well, it's probably like granddad's, you know what I mean, or <laughs> pups I mean, you ain't got. I've got. I've still got my cassette tape player, like double deck. I bought it probably in the two thousands, man. So it's still pretty fresh. But wow.
1: See, I don't own one. <laughs> so how do you listen to all your old tapes, bro? Right? Nah, that's nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's, it's it's all digitized, man. It's everything is an MP3 mm. or wow. I have nothing in terms of physical vinyl anymore. I have I don't even own CDs. Everything's wow, digitized. Wow, that's nuts.
0: But yeah, I mean the, the novelty of it, I guess, or I'm not sure. But people are back on the tapes, man. People are really yeah, wow. oh, like I, you know I do wow. the radio show and as artists come through and talking about yeah, man, the tapes are selling. You know, a, a lot of what people are doing now is the package as well. It's not like oh, uh, here's just the CD. It's like, you, you can buy a CD, vinyl, T-shirt, tape, and, and some yeah. other kind of memorabilia, all for this price or whatever. Um, and so there's a lot of that going on as well now, which I, I think, it's beautiful to see, man. I think, like, now hip-hop is getting, is getting to the place where it should be without having to rely nice. on the majors. Do you know what I mean? Like, independent, um, underground artists are making a living off of it and I don't even know if you can still call them underground because of that do you know what I mean I guess it's just like they're not in the mainstream but definitely Mm, mm. Mm.
1: nice Mm. well speaking of uh, 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 getting back to the mainstream uh, one thing which certainly ain't mainstream is uh, MMA so I think it's time that we kind of kicked off the show because it's kind of Quite a lot to talk Definitely. about, considering that it's been a, quite a while since we've been, been uh, on on the same um, well <laughs> on the same plane, yeah. as it were. I mean, we had the UFC presser last week with Conor and Khabib. <laughs> I mean, first off, really and truly, this for me is what people have been waiting for. This for me, um, considering we've had no build-up in terms of press, in terms mm. of publicity, in terms of you know actual words and pictures coming from Conor or even Khabib. This, I have to say, had people salivating. I mean, when I watched it, it yeah. um, a lot of people... I really enjoyed it. For me, this is 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 part and parcel why um, Conor, for me, is such mm. a draw. He talks a big talk and he backs it up. Okay, we've yet to see whether he's going to back it up. But for me, it's about his quips, his jibes, the way that he is... A psychological warfare tactician in the build-up. It's really, you know, I think part of the entertainment is part and parcel of the whole entertainment package. And for me, this is a sport, but it's sport entertainment.
0: For me, it was like, it was almost like, I get exactly what you're saying, but I kind of expected. I think for me, it felt like he was, I don't know, it felt like he wasn't himself there. You know, like I don't know whether he really is that angry with with um, Khabib over the Artem thing. It's kind of you yeah. know what I mean. Maybe he is. Like the dude flew all the way there from <laughs> Ireland. You know, the same night. Um, so maybe he it is that much, It means that much to him. I'm not sure, but it all felt a little bit too much. Like, wow, is is McGregor the nervous one here? Like, why is he he's using all this pent up energy to to just blah 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 blah? And it was like some of it kind of, it felt like he didn't really know what he should be saying. Um, Then some of it felt like he, you know, he was trying to recall all this shit that Owen Roddy had Googled the night before about the Chechny and, you know, stuttering and this and that. And then the whole thing about the whiskey, that was fun. That was the the whole like, ah, whiskey, you know, he's proper 12 and whatnot. I felt like that was fun. But there was something about it that just felt like either he didn't really want to have to do it maybe it was that or he felt a bit pissed off that it would. The major thing I think, what and everyone's kind of agreed with is that it just doesn't work. Connor's antics don't work as well when the public yeah, without an
1: audience. And I
0: think it, it, it's a bit of a mistake to kind of do that. Obviously, they're probably worried about trouble and whatnot. I wouldn't be surprised if New York State said to them yeah, you can, but the public can't be there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised because of all the stuff that's well, happened with him already.
1: I agree with you on the agitation because, I mean, he said from the get-go, you know, what is this all about? Why am I here? We're doing mm. this for the fans and the fans aren't actually mm. in attendance. And also, if you look from start to finish, when he came to the UFC, he feeds yeah, off the yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that energy that kind of yeah. gives them that pop, yeah. that boost, that kind of like um, urge to actually, you know, perform for them there. And it's kind of hard. It's like performing um, yep. in a booth when you're trying to practice for yeah. a live crowd, it just doesn't work.
0: It yeah. really doesn't and, work. And I felt now, like that that the, was what, it just felt like, ah, oh, it's kind of, because even the Aldo one, even as much as it felt like uh, Connor was a bit over the top, or, you know, it's like, he's feeding, like you said, he's feeding off of the crowd. That's the energy he's getting. Whereas this yeah. just felt like he was feeding off of um, proper twelve. <laughs> Even before he he popped the, the bottle, he was all, <laughs> <lidal Industry innonal." laughs> it's like, and then the other things that I weren't too, you know. There's obviously with the whole. Um, I feel like he kind of talks down to Khabib in a way, like he looks down on him, like oh you're just some, mm-hmm. you know. He's calling him a rat, and and I feel like maybe there's he's been told by some Russians, like yeah, you know them them guys from, um, uh, Dagestan and all that. They're like. Tramps, they're like peasants or whatever, you know. There's that I kind of sense that a little bit from him, like there's some not and not to call it a racial thing, but just slightly prejudice or something where it's like he's got to be careful, man, with what he's saying. He's got to really be careful, you know, the Muslim thing and and um, there was something else as well where it's like, oh, careful, careful now, careful. Mudrat, he's when he's saying mudrat, uh, but I found out mudrat has nothing to do with race or nothing. But it's like you have just got to be careful.
1: Yeah, but yeah. you're right in terms of. In terms of the cultural sensitivities, they were defi- he was definitely yeah, treading a totally thin careful. line. But really and truly, uh, I, I, I think everything... Well, there is nothing that's off-limits when it comes to a fight build-up. Just as long as he wasn't um, yeah, racially true. slurring him. Just as long as, you know, th- 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 there wasn't anything there that you could say, oh, you crossed the line there. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, what was he trying to do? He was trying to bait him into, Reactive. you know coming out of that whole calm persona which I have to say you know given what he was saying and given how he was trying to rile him up you know props to Khabib yeah, he yeah, Khabib did cool, well. he there calm. was a
0: couple moments you could see where um, it, it, it was like what you know with the whole with his pups whenever he brought Khabib's dad into it um, obviously you could see his Chechnya thing and um, yeah, that mm-hmm. Chechen dictator. But then, you know, this is the thing about what, where if Kabib was a bit more on it, was a bit more on point, there's so many levels he could have got at, at Connor with. But I guess just just keeping it calm and not reacting too much is probably the better way to deal with it because you're kind of playing into Connor's strong points. But he could have easily said, What are you talking about? You took a picture with Putin. <laughs> like, with Putin. Like, well, you know, how are you. Yeah, he, but would he, never could, he wouldn't. That. But, you know, it's that. like, no. it, 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 Connor's really smart with that stuff. And that's what I think people really love about him is that he's quick with it. We're, you know, I feel like a lot of it is kind of, he knows this is going to work and that's going to work. So how quick it is, I don't know. But it's like, it, it's stuff that he knows is going to get to you. It, you can look at Dana during that press conference and he's like just watching kabibsi and his reaction off of everything <laughs> it was just like <laughs> wow man. and I, you know there's a whole other story to that as well I guess but the bias that UFC show towards Connor, uh, I think is a bit risky man yeah
1: well put it this way um, you know at least at the very least Dana's making no um, or he's making he's made no bones about the fact that yes um, Connor does get away a mm. hell of a lot he does actually give him a hell of a lot of rope and a hell lot of a lot hell of, a mm. lot of uh, leeway and for good cause and for good reason really and truly Connor knows his worth. Connor knows mm. basically the impact that yeah, he's definitely. had on the UFC and he is milking it. And quite rightly so. And it's good to see it's good to see a fighter in the position of power who's actually dictating terms of rather than it being the other way around, which it has been for mm. decades now. So mm. more power to, sure. to, to Conor. I, I
0: definitely think, though, that um, it kind of shows now why they didn't bother disciplining him or they didn't find him or anything is because... Yo, he's about, he's about to lose a whole bunch of money and guess where he's going to try and make it back. So, you know.
1: <laughs> exactly. so Yeah, it's
0: got to be interesting. And props to him as well for getting proper 12 on the canvas, man. That was hilarious. That was just like, what?
1: <laughs> you... I, I, I I have to say a big shout out to my man, Al Murphy, because as you and I know, we can't actually buy proper 12 in the Tesco stores mm. on this shore, but you can in Ireland. So... Alan Murphy, one of the um, or one of the top guys over there at KSW, is going to be bringing me a bottle of uh, pop-a-top when he lands on UK shores next week, just ahead of KSW, which we'll be touching on wow. later on anyway. But um, what what I have to say, I mean, going back to the whole uh, presser, going back to the whole um, Connor versus Khabib tit for tap my anticipation levels kind of were stratospheric when at the end of it all, it, what, he wasn't done. He was going at yeah, Ali yeah. Abdelaziz. I mean, that for me, that, that, that kind of shows the intelligence, that shows the planning, that shows the preparation of Connor because the to son. bring up yeah, the man's son, funny, man. Noah, that shows preparation, that shows reading and that shows quick reflex because... Really and truly, a, a lot. For, well, from where I'm sitting, anyway, a lot of this has only come to light recently with the work that Mike Russell has been doing and what um, Karim Zidane has been doing. And I think, come fight week, we're going to have more of a, a 360 picture as to what exactly is going on there in terms of, um, Ab- uh, well, Ali Abdelaziz's background oh, okay, but for okay. for Connor to actually to actually bring this up. Now, kind of peaks people's um, expectation because overnight, um, Mike Russell, who's the guy who's been leading that investigative, um, well, in, investigative foray into Abdi Abdul, sorry, Ali is mm-hmm. past. He's been investigating this for, what, a number of years now. So it's just timely that all of this is now slotting into place and he's going to be producing and uh, creating and actually putting out a podcast which is going to be dropping when, oh, fight when. Nice.
0: That's smart, man. Jeez. So <laughs> I mean, but then, okay, so with this, him going at Ali, Abdelaziz, should that really affect, do you think that would affect Kabib? Khabib, sorry put,
1: put 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 it this way if he's doing it on so many levels i can't imagine for a second that Ali Abdelaziz when they were either on the bus back or the coach back to whatever hotel or whatever next engagement they were going to i can't imagine that Ali Abdelaziz was quiet about the whole noah incident i can't imagine so if you can imagine that seeping into the conversation, if you can imagine that seeping mm. into Khabib's psyche, yeah, you can see what um, Connor yeah, was trying to do on I find every it, single level. He was trying to make himself in the forefront of I find Khabib it really fight.
0: interesting because, um, obviously people, you go into a fight with someone like Connor and you know this is part of his game. Like, this mm. guy's going to try and get into my head. This guy's going to try and get into my head. But it's yeah. amazing to see how, even people knowing that, they still can't go in there and not let him get to them. You know, like Eddie Alvarez it obviously got to him um who else was there there's a couple others where you're just like wow man poirier as well you could just tell that rag uh and what was the the brazilian guy when he in ireland when he knocked him out um uh i want to say not his name's not. his i've forgotten his name it was begins with a b but he he dealt with him you know and just said a whole bunch of shit. and this guy came out in ireland you know, ready to fight, but just all over the place. He he couldn't even keep his composure just off the back off the back of what this guy's <laughs> been saying. And it's like now, people, you know, there should be a lot of a lot of people that feel like, okay, I understand Connor's game now. We know what he does, and it, it just amazes me that it can still work though. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, Khabib is a different, he's a different um, animal. Like so far, so good with him. I think he's kind of shown quite very good composure even with the face off you know he kind of stepped back a bit I think the Conor was uh, flinching or whatever um, so I, it kind of shows like okay maybe this I don't even think he understands half of what he's saying either anyway but maybe this isn't affecting him yet but it, it, it's got to be really interesting to find out if any of this actually works in the fight where if people go he's in his head he's in his head now and and that changes it because you just think like yeah but isn't it a diff-? don't you just block that out don't you just feel like ah oh, i know what you're trying to do it's not going to work on me
1: regardless of whether he's been fighting on cage warriors ufc uh, basically it's always been i mean i i, I I've... I do remember him being in uh, Cage Gladiators, if I'm, if I'm not, not, not mistaken. But um, anyway, cut long story short, that's his MO. It's about attacking them on all fronts. So you soften them up with the, with the verbal body punches before the fight, and then you destroy them. But that's with what I mean. Punch on fight night. And but you just contact.
0: said, whether you understand or not, but I feel like, don't you have to understand what he's saying mm. for it to even affect you? If the guy's just blah 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 blah, blah like no, Khabib would be like, whatever, man. Like, bro, we'll no. when we get in there, let's see all that talking. Then, do you get what I mean?
1: No, because it's about posture. It's about uh, personal invasion of space. If you look at the face-off, he was insistent that he invaded um Khabib's personal space, even to a point of where he was he was he was yeah, letting yeah, them yeah, know, yeah. look, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I just want to look into his eyes, and that is all part of it. It's part of the whole invasion of the body space. It's part of the whole posturing. It's basically making sure that even if you don't understand a word that I'm saying, you can read my body language. So whether it is, like I say, in the build-up in terms of the videos, in terms of what he's saying, in terms of what he says when he's at press conferences, in terms of what he's saying, um, in terms of press promos, If you look at every single aspect, it's about getting into his opponent's head. And like I say, even if you don't understand language, you can understand the invasion of space that he is about. When he gets in your face, it's intimidating. And it's almost as though you have to do something. I mean,
0: it's intimidating. I don't know if it is to Khabib, Khabib, but... I get what you're saying. It's supposed to be like the whole point of it is posturing. It's supposed to make you feel yes. like it. it's supposed to make you feel like that. Yes. And I think if you understand that that's what he's mm. trying to do, then maybe it, it doesn't do that. Do you get what I mean? Like I felt like, um, um, yeah, Khabib was more upset about when the guy was like, oh, um, congratulations on proper 12. And then when, you know, or something, it was something where it was to do with the alcohol and then said, Assalamu alaikum, kabir, Or something, in It was like, yeah, and he was like, no, you don't do that, you know, yeah. that. And that's, that, I don't think that was like, oh, don't talk about his whiskey with, with my god. It was more like, don't mix alcohol and, you know what I mean? It's like, they're not meant to, yeah. And it seemed like my he religion, was more yeah. <laughs> pissed off about that than even the, 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 the pups thing, the Chechnya thing. But man, it's going to be really interesting if, or if mm. this works. You know, we've kind of seen it not really work that well twice now. You know, with um, the Diaz fights, where it's like, okay, all that talk, 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 definitely only works with, um, uh, you know, certain types of um, personalities, you know, that aren't used to all this trash talk and all this shouting and all this rah, rah, rah. It's like, oh, sorry, with Diaz and with Mayweather, like, Mayweather didn't seem bothered at all. And he got, you know, f- fuck the Mayweather and nah. everything. He's just like, Oh yo, you're making me more money. So it would be interesting to see. Like, we know Khabib hasn't faced um, someone of this level in terms of um, before and during a fight. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see if it works, man. I-, I can't wait to see it, put it that way. But unfortunately, I ain't going to be able to see it till I get back. <laughs> How is that even possible? Yeah, I know. It's messed up, mate. Messed up, man. I don't Jesus. think I'm going to be able to see it uh, where I am, but we'll see. When do you know, actually man. fly out,
1: on um, Tuesday. Oh, okay. Mm. Wow. So we better get this breakdown done right now, then. Yeah, let's do that, man. <laughs> I mean, really and truly, UFC two two nine. They put together quite a decent card,
0: and even the early prelims is like, oh, there's a couple fights on there, man. You, you know, Le Flair versus Martin. Martin is like, that could be pretty wild. Obviously, Nick Lentz. You know, the car and you don't play around, and he's um, versus Maynard. And then you've got, um, Holtzman versus Patrick, the Brazilian, you know, the crazy guy, he's got that funny face and he, he yeah. does all the capoeira stuff, he's really wild as well,
1: and, um... I mean, just to pause right there, I mean, just to rewind over, say, slightly, I'm a little bit worried that Maynard in 2018 is still a thing. He's still able Mm. to tread into the octagon. He's had his lights switched out so many times, or switched off so many times. It's a worry. I don't blame you for saying that. And especially, you know, it's it's a worry, I tell you why, because what seems to be uh, more of a common thing nowadays, particularly when you have um, stoppages like... The one we witnessed with Herb um, Dean, it seems like, it seems like fights are going on for more than they really should be. You mean do. the C.B. Herb Dean's is a case... Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's pretty sad.
1: Herb Dean's is a case in point. Now, far be it for me, uh, uh, on my sofa, to be, you know, looking at that action and saying it should be stopped, but actual commentators were actually saying at mm. the same time, you know, the guy is taking like just untold and unwarranted yeah. punishment. The ref should really, you know, not, not really this is what they didn't say exactly, but paraphrasing, the ref needs to stop Yeah, this I now. really
0: didn't understand. Uh, it's really hard to figure out, like, what was going through Herb's head, especially in the slow-mo. That's what makes it worse when it's slow-mo and you're counting one, two, yeah. three, like all the, and he's just lying down like he's asleep in bed. There might as well have been a pillow underneath his head and he's just lying, like, sucking his thumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what, how much how much yeah. does someone need to show that they're not fighting back that they're not intelligently defending themselves at the same time though this is it's human you know we're relying on a human being to do this and so mistakes can happen at certain times so i do feel it for her but at the same time but it is like okay i think now you know what I, I remember understanding like years ago that with some fighters you know when you're when as a referee when you're familiar with that fighter you kind of know so you know you've got the the certain people like Frankie Edgar or you know that have got the chin that you're like, okay, they might have gone down, they might and I don't know if Dolloway was necessarily one of those guys, but I believe that sometimes they kind of they give people an extra chance because they're like, Yeah, he does get hit, but you know, he, he can take a hit and he might come back. And he can take the wanna, punishment. But this was just like, yeah. bro, this guy's done. Like look at his face after you know, he's just lying there. I don't know, man. It's really hard to to kind of watch it after a while. But I think, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying with with Maynard. It is a bit of a worry. But um, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see in it. You never know. It might be the uh, might be the last fight for him as well. Let's see how that goes, man.
1: I'd be surprised. I would be surprised if you know he does take another L. If he does continue mm. on in the game, yeah, I, I
0: hear that. I hear that, man. But um, otherwise, man, you know, the rest of the car is looking pretty decent as well. You've got um, both the Pettis brothers on there. Um, you got um, yeah. younger Pettis is facing Formiga. That should be interesting as well. Um, uh, Evan, Tanya Evanger's is back. Uh, she's going against Aspen Lad, which should be interesting as well. And I'm trying to see what, what weight class are they fighting at, though, because this whole thing is getting a bit crazy now as well. Whether ah, I guess it is going to be, um, oh, is Bantamweight. it? Bantamweight. Yeah, oh, mm. interesting. Latin okay. Bantamweight. Um, and then you got, uh, what's his name, Vincent Luque? He's on there as well. Mm. Um, and this is all like the um, these are going to be BT Sport, in it, and Fight Pass as well. Uh, Luque's versus, I think that's yeah. a new guy in it, Turner, Jalen Turner, the Trilantula yeah, he's new. He's only six and
1: three. I've not come Have across you? him before. But as in in the UFC,
0: mm. he's new? Because no. uh, I haven't seen him in the UFC yet.
1: No, this, this, mm. is, this is a new name for me And anyway. then,
0: you know, um, fan favorite, Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean O'Malley's back. And he's facing Jose Quinones, man, and uh, Techo. I think this will be a fun fight. Because uh, Jose, he definitely, he's not scared to throw it down either.
1: Um, you think that I was going to go?
0: Um... Nah, I think O'Malley is—he's quite gifted, man. I think he's got something special, and um, he'll probably—he'll find a way around beating um, Uh It's just that Mexican chin, though, boy. <laughs> it makes that Aztec chin, though, don't, don't, don't crack too easily, boy. So, uh, how do you, how do you reckon that's going to go yourself? What do you think? You
1: know, th- th- a lot of stock has been put by this uh, Sean O'Malley. He's—he's um, quite, he's quite the character, mm-hmm. and I think. I can see it looks as though they are building him up, so it, 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 he's going to take this all day. Yeah,
0: definitely. Mm, yeah, uh, it looks like a, that'll be a fun fight, though, yeah. I know, for sure, man. Um, o- also, this one, I think Watterson Herrig, um, Felice um, Herrick versus Michelle. main Waterson card now, yeah? Be a scra- yeah, I think that's going to be scrappy mm. as well, man, because um, Felice is on a quiet tear now. She's doing pretty well for herself in terms of a uh, win streak. And then, obviously, Michelle Watterson has got, you know, she's got some ground to make. Like, she's had a couple losses in the UFC. uh, Maybe not living to the expectations people have for her. So, I think she's really going to go for it as well, man. So, that should be interesting. To call that one is a bit of a hard one. (laughs) I feel like Felice will probably take it just because of the way um, Michelle's been fighting Mm -hmm. recent, but who knows, man. And then, obviously, you know, This Jackson situation uh, I think is a bit Could be a bit of a distraction there as well Going on in that gym Yeah true Um, Not to say that should affect the fighters But who knows man Who knows how things are playing out there With all the thing with Cerrone And then obviously this whole Is John Jones the snitch thing It's like wait This is getting a bit too You know what I mean A bit too much at home yeah,
1: ever, ever, ever so be, slightly yeah. distracting. But I have to say, I'm kind of mm. looking forward to seeing my man Derek Lewis bounce back. You know, yeah, I have boy. to say, they've not really given him any anybody who uh, is going to just, just stand there and take it, though. I mean, Alexander Volkov, he is yeah, a beast. Yeah. <laughs> he is a
0: beast. That's going to be a hard one, man. Like, to you know, I don't think I've seen Volkov get knocked out. No. you know so I think he's got the Russian chin you know I always say the islanders like the Hawaiians the Mexicans and the Russians probably the hardest to knock out yeah I don't know what it is in in the water but these lot's chins are like you know some granite and so and obviously like uh, you know it's fair enough to say that um, Volkov is more athletic than um, Lewis is so it's going to be interesting to see how, how is Louis going to play this one. You know, hopefully it isn't as, um, it's not going to be the same fight he had with uh, Ngannou, man. That was just like, yo, where's my
1: pillow? Yeah, exactly. Class? I mean, apparently Ready he's had that, sweep, that whole though, back man. issue sorted now. That's why I'm kind of excited to see him get back to form. Know. Plus, really and truly, I mean, you know, prior to, you know, the, the whole back situation, he was an exciting guy to watch. Mm.
0: Do you know what? I I, I remember um, I watched an interview where he was saying he's more or less had it his whole career. Yeah. And um, from the sounds of it, he downplays it a lot. I feel like he downplays the back thing quite Mm. a lot. And so when people ask him, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some blah, 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 and it sorted it out. And then people are like, how long is that sorted out for? And he's like, yeah, it, it should be all right for so and so amount of weeks. So I feel like he's just like, you know what? He's probably got like a lower back yeah. problem, which they're really sort of hard to deal with. And a big part of it is probably his size, his weight.
1: Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
0: And so in order for him to actually sort it out proper, properly, he, he might have to lose weight and then get more into like stretching and stuff that he might not want to do. Whilst it's like, yo, I just want to let me fight out my career and deal with that after. But I don't feel like he's sorted it out fully. And I don't think he ever will until he has. He, has, he probably stops for a while or just stop fighting. But it's still, I think it's going to be. I feel like he wants to prove, like, yo, that last Lewis he saw, last fight, that wasn't me. Yeah, I'm yeah, not that guy. And, um, mm, but uh, it would be nice to see him get a win over somebody this, um, you know, like this uh, much of a, uh, a fighter. Because Volkov, even though not many people really know about him, like that, is like he, he's a terror man. I feel like he's definitely a contender for the heavyweight um, when. I felt like he deserved the. Sh- I felt like he deserved the shot before um, Ngannou. You know when Ngannou was getting oh Nganu this Nganu yeah. that. I was like man Volkov should be getting that man. He's a former champion already, and proven. You know what I mean? Like now, obviously it's hindsight, but this is the only person we kind of saw Lewis. Uh, sorry, Ngannou deal with in terms of wrestling um, was uh, Curtis Blades. He kind of handled Curtis Blades. wrestling pretty well. But, you know, it wasn't enough to say like, yeah, this guy should definitely be be, uh, fighting for the title yet. I I felt like they rushed him a bit too early, you know, like they've done with some people. But, um, yeah, I think Volkov was ready for that. So I'm really interested to see how this goes. And obviously, I feel like the winner of this is probably going to get a chance after uh, Brock Little, I was going to say Big Brock, but he's not big anymore, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Post-USADA Brock. So we'll see, man. What were you saying about that one, though? Uh, I'm going with Derek Lewis. I really do feel that you know he's mm. going to be back on form because he's got something to prove as well. A lot of people were actually, you know, obviously pouring scorn, pouring shade on his last performance, and rightly so. So I really do think that he's mm. got that motivation now to come back and say, you know what? Nah, that weren't me. I'm not that guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see Lewis win, but I find it hard to see where he can just off for the back of Volkov being so, um, uh, you know, so good with his movement and, and um, with his striking. yeah, he's on a tear. Yeah. I will give you I, that. I doubt. Yeah, I doubt it will go to the ground. But even then, as well, I feel like um, he's probably got a bit more advice. Uh, but saying that, man, Derek Lewis, the way he's—if there's one guy that can get up anytime he wants, yeah it seems bad he's more like uh just get off of you know he's not even like yeah get off my neck or whatever just get off my back and he stands up somehow <laughs> so yeah that's got to be a fun one man uh, and then uh, next up from that you've got same proof versus race race Dominic race yeah uh Dominic race yeah. That should be interesting. I feel like um o Vince will have this though. He's just he's just crafty,
1: man. Well, one, um, he's battle tested. I mean, coming in at what 33 yeah. fights, 23 of those being wins, 11 losses. And what, Dominic Reyes is what 9 and 0. Okay, he's unbeaten, but come yeah. on, 9 fights to 34. And 9 and 0 against Well, Luz. exactly.
0: You know, who yeah. Uh, so I think the level of, of competition might might come into play quite a bit there. I think so. Uh, but you never know, man. Sometimes Prue Pru comes out. Um, so Pru comes out and he's not he's not fully there in it. Sometimes he seems a bit half asleep. You know
1: that is part of OSP's personality. Having interviewed mm. him in the past, he's very very. I'm I'm trying to think of a better word than this, but I'm going to use it because it's the one that springs to mind. He's very docile. He's very docile. Yeah, he's I
0: thought he was going to use <laughs> I thought he's to use that word.
1: He's very, very. He, very
0: he does have that. It, it's you know, there's a Garfield look. Sometimes. Yes,
1: yes, and it does take a slap in the face to to get him going. Maybe they need to employ that kind of ringside or cage side because he really does need something to get him going. But I, I've got a, I've got a sneaky feeling he's going to be rocking the whole. Um, St. Prue choke, I I just see that being his go-to move now. Sin oh, as though the Von, Von Prue? Yeah, well, Von Prue, but Pru. I'm calling it the St. Prue choke <laughs> because he's 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 actually executed that more than uh, Von Flew. has Has, wow, actually, has actually executed crazy. that in the cage. So it's now, for me, the St. Prue choke. Wow,
0: that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think for sure, I think he'll more likely take this unless he's you know, like I was saying, unless he's not fully if he's full on Garfield, then yeah, we got a problem, (laughs) but um, you know, it's just the lazy (laughs) eye thing, you're like, right, bruv, wake up now (laughs) 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 but at the same time like uh, you hear commentators talking about it as well he kind of lures you into this full sense of like, oh, okay it's a slow pace and then bam, you know, out of nowhere so yeah. So, uh, but another interesting fight, I think. Like Saint Prue, as much as he doesn't get, uh, I feel like, you know, like you're saying, he could be, he could probably be a lot bigger than he is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, he's still a fun guy to watch. You know, what I mean, it's like regardless of that, um, it still should be an interesting fight. And then them, them matching out, uh, matching him up with Dominic Reyes, I'm sure there's a reason for that. You know, like Reyes has definitely proved himself. Uh, In terms of um, In the eye of the You know matchmakers And that That he deserves Something like this He's number 12 as well He's ranked number 12 Mm. In the um, In that division So Makes sense man But moving on man This is This is the one That I'm I'm like I've always wanted to see These two go at it Really Teddy Ferguson And Andy Pettis
1: Whilst it's a wicked matchup. I just feel it's a step down for me in terms of a matchup for Tony Ferguson. I mean, look, he's gone from... Now, you're right, you're right.
0: Like, gone, for sure, I, I believe that.
1: I mean, he's gone from title holder, albeit or, or interim, um, title contender, to fighting Anthony Pettis, who, whilst is phenomenal, <laughs> always chokes at the last hurdle.
0: Yeah, but think about it like this. The whole point... Is in case one of these two, in case this main event yeah. decides to collapse somehow. Mm. That's that's why Ferguson's on that. And I'm sure he even he even um campaigned for it. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if Pettis is the same thing, they're like, yep, I'll get on that card, because there's a possibility I could win the belt off, you know, or yeah. I could be fine for yeah. the title by like, doing that. And and but for me it's just like obviously years of watching UFC, I've always wondered what this matchup would be like, like how, how this fight would turn out. And obviously back in the more. So when Pettis, you know, I've seen people, like, I've read comments where people are like, he's a shell of himself now. And he's, he never really lived to his full potential yeah. and whatnot. And, and to an extent I can agree, but I still think he's, he's quite a capable fighter. I, I think he, he, maybe he focused too much on that whole wrestling defense thing and whatnot. Um, it's always been like, what What does he need to do to kind of, you know, really make things happen for him? Um, I, I feel like Tony's got this one, just off the back of, um, you know, his crazy style and whatnot. Yeah. Obviously, having he's got a strong wrestling background, but I still think it could be a very competitive fight because of the fact that Tony's coming off of injury, Pettis is coming off of a win, you know, he's in a good place right now, and... His talk about, you know, just not focusing on the stuff that he, he seemed to be doing before, mm-hmm. which we've kind of messed up his fighting mm-hmm. style. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, like, I'm uh, really looking to forward to that to this one. I wish it was a five-rounder as well, bro, <laughs> to be honest, but...
1: I'm going with Tony. Know. I mean, who are you going with? As in Tony Yeah, I'm Ferguson. going with
0: Tony as well. I'm going with Tony on this one, just off the wildness and... I mean You know It's going to be interesting To see how well he does Off of the layoff But And obviously coming back Off an injury But uh, Man This guy You know he, Apart from Nemigomedov There's very few others In the UFC That you could say uh, You're going with they're Tested yeah, they're yeah Battle tested yeah. And, and proven mm. You know what I mean With that kind of win streak but, yeah And Wh- that leads us to uh, Main event <laughs> <laughs> Jeez uh, this is a hard one. I don't, even, I don't even know why it's so hard to pick it. It's, it's basically grappler versus striker.
1: And that's why I'm, I have to ask you, why is this a hard choice? We know what Conor's kryptonite is with someone in a full camp who has mm. grappling expertise, wrestling expertise, JIT's expertise. We know what Conor McGregor's kryptonite is. And that's why it was baffling when I saw something recently when, of course he would say this because that's his boy, Artan Lobov was saying that, you know, Khabib's wrestling is going to prove to be nothing. Nothing in terms of a test mm. for Conor McGregor. And I'm thinking, are you being serious? Really yeah, intriguing. Look, yeah. at, look at Khabib's pedigree. First of all, he's undefeated. And he's undefeated for a reason. We've seen him actually destroy people and running give running commentary and talk to Dana yeah. White at the same time. Now, True, that definitely. in itself shows... Your cardio. And not only that, mm. that just shows resilience. My guy's cardio will take him, obviously, into the fifth round, which I don't think Conor McGregor's cardio will. And that's mm. why, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's just put True. it this way. If Conor lands and he lands flush and he lands in either round one or two, I can quite honestly see it being an early night. But we've also seen the so Khabib... So mm. let me just
0: confirm this. Mm. You believe Connor could knock out um, Khabib Kbig You believe like his that chin that he's got that you know this uh from the Caucasus mountains. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, up high. You know, they just there's so- <laughs> I'm basically trying to tell you, I've never I can't even remember the last time I see probably Fador or something, the last time I see a Russian get knocked out. Yeah. But hey, this is a next type of Russian man. This is this guy's from Dagestan. But you feel Connor could knock him out.
1: One hundred percent. He is one of the hardest, most precision uh, tactical uh, mm-hmm. punches I've ever seen in the UFC. And mm-hmm. it's kind of clear that You know, he does go for one punch knockout. And in terms of accuracy, I feel that he could pull it off. But Mm. that's if he can land and he can land flush because. Obviously, I think the game plan for Khabib is obviously going to be taking down, wear him out, try and like drag it on, I think, as long as he can into rounds three and four. And then just, you know, steady ground and pound until he gets the finish. That I can see happening quite easily considering his gas tank, considering his conditioning, considering we've seen this fight already. We've seen this fight when he fought Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson is a hard-hitting mofo. But at the end of the day, he put him away with ease because of that tactic. Mm. Dragged him down to the canvas and just wore him out.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people are talking about that. Um, whether him, you know, whether that's going to work. Whether the whole ground and pound thing. Because remember um, against Chad Mendes. Yeah. What I really liked about what Connor was doing, even though he was getting hit, he was like, nah, that's not what's that. What's that? That's not doing nothing. And yeah, you did mention like full camp. This is Khabib. Khabib's hey, going exactly. to be in full camp. Whereas yeah. Mendes wasn't. But at the Three same weeks. time, I do think that, um, you know, just the fact that this guy was like hitting him as much as he could, you know, elbowing him. And the guy was like, what's that? What? That was kind of messing with him psychologically. Yeah. You know? And, and so I wonder whether it's ground and pounds really going to work <laughs> in that. Say I don't know. You know, it's just, you just... Because you've never, you, have, you can't say you've seen McGregor in that sort of position, you know, uh, obviously he got submitted uh, a bunch of times, but in terms of like someone on top of him just pounding away and, you know, it's just happening. He's not he's not able to get out of it. It's just like, wow, that's going to be weird to see that. Would that really happen? Do you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I, I'm interested to see whether that works. And um, you know, he's going to be like, "What's that? What's that? You not hit me? What's that?" <laughs> and then see how how is Khabib? How is that going to mess with him in his head or not? Is he just robot all the way through? I wrestle what? with bears. You you know <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I, I, I just can't see if Khabib is on the or, well basically if Khabib is on top of him laying on a serious ground and pound and considering we were talking about earlier that I think people are going to not want to see uh, any uh, well repeat of what actually happened with CB Dalloway and considering Herb Dean is refing this mm. I just can't see it happening mm. it's not going to be tolerated and Herb Dean knows that. I can guarantee you, he got a talking to by whoever when he went, you know, um, mm. into the back after that Cb yeah, D- Cb Dalloway, um fight. I guarantee you. Mm. I can't imagine that that went unchecked. And that's why I'm saying, considering he is refereeing this fight, considering. We know the tactic is going to be ground and pound. I mean, okay, he might try and even he, he might try and sneak in a, a cheeky submission, and you know, ah. that that that, that, might, that might be. I think that the obviously winning formula here, because yeah. we know we know that you know he's susceptible to being subbed. I mean, even you know, Khabib was ripping him, calling him "chicken tap" or whatever, um, mm. in the actual presser. So, I think that kind of gives you a glimpse into into what's coming.
0: Yeah, man, it's re- even just talking to you now. I'm like this way, then I'm like that way. I I can't. I just it's something, and I guess it's just that McGregor effect in it, where you you know the Aldos, the Alvarez's. Yeah. yeah, it's just like this guy. He kind of he's very accurate as you said very good timing and so what i think to conclude what i'll say is usually this is probably usually the same thing is like if it gets into the later rounds it's habib's fight but round one or two um i think is the possibility he could get tapped
1: and uh might gun to, contact, head, uh, gun to head, gun to head. I'm going with Khabib. But I'm I'm putting my cards clearly on the table. And this is the first time in probably around ten fights that mm. I've gone against um, Conor McGregor wow. because that's one thing that he's good at. He's good at this whole secret stuff because he wills stuff into existence. And he quite possibly, I would guarantee. It, actually, I'll take that away. I won't say quite possibly. I guarantee he has been visualizing knocking. Could be of out. He wills things mm. into existence. We've seen it. But I think in the cold light of day, come on, full camp, we're looking at a wrestler. We're looking at somebody who knows the kryptonite that he can mm. inflict on Conor McGregor. There's no way that Conor McGregor wins it. So S- yeah, someone who, who Conor
0: be. McGregor who hasn't been in uh, the octagon in how long?
1: I personally don't think that factors into it at all because I think he said it, it was a very cheeky reference but he's in a fight every single day. There's no way that this obviously, this camp for him has been an extended camp. I mean you only have to look at his Instagram for the last uh, 18 months. He's been in and out of camp when you think about it because his training has been relentless. Yes, he's been having holidays here, there and, um, you know, obviously, Uh, yeah, um, yeah, having serious parties and downtime. But he's a serious athlete when it comes to fight preparation. And it hasn't all been partying. It hasn't all been drinking proper 12 um, all this time. But still, I don't think that's going to be enough.
0: Yeah, oh, you reckon still that's not going to be enough. And that's off the back of just like, this is a, a different type of bear you're dealing with right here.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. so okay, gun to head, who, who are you going with?
0: Gun to head, I mm. think after us, you know, chatting about it for a good few minutes now, uh, I think, yeah, Khabib, I think Khabib's got this one. I, I, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I think he's going to get rocked a bit. And um, I've got a feeling it might even be a decision as well because of decision. Um, yeah, because remember he was talking about he wants to punish him in that. Yeah. Unless that's just trash talk as well, because I like what, what you, you really made me think about. Yeah, he's probably going to try and switch it up. Everyone thinks ground upon ground upon, but then he's going to try and submit him or whatever. But whether he gets it or not, you know, you don't see Khabib, uh, Khabib submitting a lot of guys. It's more just grounding and pounding them until the belt, the final belt, or the ent- unless they're like TKO'd or whatever. Yeah. So I got a feeling he might try for submissions, but not necessarily get them because that's obviously a, p- a-, a part where McGregor's had to really work on, you know. Um, so yeah, guns ahead. I think I've got it by decision. Mm thinking about yeah
1: yeah well we haven't got long to go i mean really Mm. truly we're talking about a matter of days speaking about a matter of days one thing which is kind of like stuck under the radar in terms of what um people may not have expected and that is bellator masasi versus mcdonald and we've got the opening round of the welterweight grand prix happening this weekend it's actually taking place if you're in the uk in the early parts of Sunday morning 3 o'clock is the kickoff time or 3 o'clock is the um, is, is uh, when the main card actually takes place but so wait wait for wait are you,
0: are you saying that this is live because why would you even mention three o'clock for,
1: for, for once Bellator have listened to the fans. They've listened to the fans moaning. They've listened to the fans in terms of their constant request of, look, when are we going to get this live? It's no good giving us to us on tape delay when you've got Twitter running in the background. Rejoice. Rejoice. It's time to get off your (laughs) bended knee, my brothers and sisters. You prayed to the MMA gods to bless you with the ability Mm. to watch Bellator. And if you're based in the UK, you know, you don't have to legally stream it. The MMA guys are righteous and they've listened to your plea. Basically, it takes place on Channel 5 this (laughs) coming Sunday morning. And it's an incredible main card. I mean, when you look at the fact that you've got the champion Gegard Masasi facing Raw McDonald for the middleweight title, when you look at the fact that Quinton (laughs) Quinton Jackson is back in in action against Vanderlei's season, uh, (laughs) so when you look at Andre Koreshkov versus... Douglas Lima in the Welterweight Grand Prix opening round, mate this is going to be a hell of a card, I mean yeah, uh, un- under that you got Leandro Higo, you've got um, him, uh, he's going to be clashing with Aaron Pico, I think this is something which, you know, I, I feel we're being rewarded now for that the 18 months that we have been going on mm. at Bellator in particular Scott Coker I mean I think that was the topic of conversation the last time mm. you two spoke when are we gonna get this yeah. actually live and they've delivered and I think that this is um, this Perfect is telling to do it.
0: it's a really yeah, good way telling. to do it as well you know like with like say man the talent that they've got. just the first like the last three fights you know the yeah. main event um, obviously then you've got Rampage Wanderlei and that's like you know people who if you're uh, all the old schoolers would be more familiar with a fun fight to watch and then you're hmm. another where it's like okay these two are, are really good at uh, what they do it's Douglas Lima Andre Kirishkov, that you definitely amazing both, amazing. both former both former um, champs isn't it? champions both former right. um, yeah. world weight champions so that's going to be yep. really interesting um, and then you know Aaron Pico is back as well mm. <laughs> yep. they are definitely trying to build him up so I think it's going to be fun um, uh, to watch and uh, you know if you don't want to stay up you could DVR it and watch it you know what I mean that's what I usually do wake up I've up been Sunday staying morning, up for this you, you can't stay up miss for this
1: you, 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 put it this way as one of the people who have been campaigning for this to be true. That's um, true. live on our screens I think it'd be rude it'd be the height of rudeness to go to bed plus plus I don't know something in me just Something tells me that this is foreshadowing. The reason why I feel that we're getting, yeah, the reason why I feel we're getting this live on our TV screens, I think that this, it would only be right to tell us when MVP versus Page, sorry, MVP versus Daily is going down. If you think about it, you'll have a captive audience. If you think about it, this will be a nice taster this would be a nice little um how how can i put it warm up for when that fight goes down really and truly i think that this would be a really good platform this would be a really good time to tell us when that is actually happening we've seen over the last what three months 40 count them 40 odd fighters being signed up to Bellator don't tell me that these 40 odd fighters are going to be sitting um, resting on their laurels until the new year no they're going to be fighting I believe I really do believe that this is going to be taking place in November and I really hope I'm right because I suppose I'm trying to trying to Conor McGregor this and will this into existence but Mm. if you think about it we were promised daily versus MVP this year Mm. November is the only time that it can happen because it definitely Uh, can't happen in October. And my little theory is this, I think it may be happening in Wembley. And the only reason being, I remember um, someone once telling me that you can only start to promote a fight which is taking place in the same venue as another MMA promotions um, uh, set of fights. Um, You can only do that... I think it's a week out from when that fight takes place. So that would fit in, if you think about it, that'll be a week out from KSW, which goes down at Wembley Arena next oh, week, Saturday. and you're attending so that, aren't you? That,
0: you're be yeah,
1: yeah they, they, they can only start to promote MVP versus Daily a week before they couldn't have done it before now, mm. because I think there's. I'm sure. I'm sure that is um, how. Well, that is basically the etiquette. But I suppose I've got. I, I, I should put my cards firmly on the table. I've got no intel on this. No one's told me anything. Well, are you sure? Because it Cause just it makes <laughs> logic <laughs> I feel like intel. is at work sense. right now, man? <laughs> <It is. laughs> think about it. It just makes logical sense. When else can MVP versus Daily take place? Can't take place in December. Can't take place in October, has to be November. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. But 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 the big tell I have to say was the signing of the 40 odd fighters because that means that you are readying a card for this year, you're readying a card. Uh, to obviously be a suitable uh, accompaniment to what I think it will be a fantastic main event, MVP versus Daily. I think that's going to be incredible. Oh, so you, that, the build-up to that is going to be awesome. So
0: you feel like that's the reason for the recent... They signed up a lot of UK and Irish um, fighters of recent, right? That's like, right. Even Galore's on there now, isn't it? Galore he's fighting yep. for...
1: Galore Bufando.
0: Yep. Yeah, so that oh, could be interesting, man. It's going to be very... It even sounds to me like there might be more cards per year then.
1: Well, put it this way. When we spoke to um, Scott at the last um, event and uh, we had a sit-down chat with him, um, you might remember he talked about the fact that they're going to put on uh, a series. I thought he said something like six per year of localized cards based Uh, in Europe. Now, when you think about it, when you think about it, um, the roster, I think, is being set up for that. But the springboard for that will be MVP versus Daly. Mm,
0: okay. Oh um, uh, yeah, and uh, the, this is the other thing as well. Is like now with their days in, uh, sorry, Dazone. I keep on saying days man. It looks like it, <laughs> it Dazin. does look like days. Yeah, to me, it's like not that doesn't look like Dazone. I think just to say days in, but um, yeah. Now put it this way, up,
1: you know. I was about to say, you know, it's pretty telling when. Um, they had a promo video put together the other day and it had a group of their fighters or people who will be appearing on daysson and, and even they were calling it the oh, zone. So, so it DAZN.
0: is Da
1: no, no no it's the zone but the fighters were calling it Daison.
0: Ah yeah yeah because that's what it looks like it doesn't look like the zone like you
1: DAZN, yeah
0: nah. that zero the, the O is pretty important if you want something to sound mm. like O. otherwise it's... it's <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I, I, like what I was trying to say was that even with that recent signing, I remember hearing, um, like you're saying about them doing uh, more cards. So it makes a lot of sense. The only thing I'm worried about is like, is it uh, these cards are only exclusive to the zone or whatever it's called? <laughs> I forgot. I can't even call it the right name. Now. I'm like, hold on. is it the zone or days in? Like, I'm <laughs> but yeah, the, the zone. We've been calling it days in.
1: I think considering that you're looking at uh, a European audience. Now, again, I've got no intel, but I'm just looking at this from a practical point of view. You've got the UFC who are leaving the platform of BT Sport. Mm. That'll be devoid of any MMA because Cage Warriors won't be on there anymore because they are tied with um, the UFC's platform, um, that being Fight Pass so the only other i would say um credible or even um uh, suitable outlet for bellator especially when you've got like you know these cards which are supposedly built for a european audience uh, the only platform i feel that they could actually um, be supported on supported well would be bt sports so i think that um, we're going to see at some point um an announcement that you know, Bellator will be on BT Sport when it comes to viewing it uh, on these shorts,
0: as opposed to because I think um, Channel Five is under the umbrella of Paramount, right? It's sort of it's that's right, the same company. That's right,
1: but I, but but I learned something from a, a TV exec. Um, it was a couple of weeks back. Um, she said to me that even though you have the parent company owning, um, uh, say, Channel Five. Mm um wherever you are in the pecking order you still have to bid for airtime on channel five regardless of where you are wow. you have to put together a pitch you have to put together a bid you don't just say okay we've got this product we're going to put it on okay. no you have to come up with facts figures you've got to come up with ratings you've got to come up with oh, uh, expected uh viewing figures you've basically got to pitch and you've got to make it um a watertight case why Channel 5, for example, should have that product. Regardless, like I say, whether you are in the Bellator family or not, sorry, whether you are oh in man. the um, Paramount family or not, you still have to pitch because they're separate companies within an, yeah, umbrella, within company. an
0: umbrella company. So do you feel like... That's um, right. what That's right. That's kind of weird. I guess not knowing f- it is, the business... but it, it's true. Not knowing the business fully makes it hard to understand exactly how it would work. Mm. But... So then, to me, it's like they, because they're obviously they're on now. They're on Channel Five. So maybe they're testing the waters to see whether it's worth it or not. And then if it isn't, like you said, there's now there's a gap on um, BT Sport.
1: In, in all honesty, we can't grumble because you know we've never had it so good. We've now got um, you know more. MMA content than we know what to yeah. do with. <laughs> li- it's, it's always <laughs> a good yeah, position to be in. there.
0: You know, definitely not mad yeah. at that man. You know, and, and you uh, like obviously there's the KSW. I still watch um, one championship. Um, you know, there's <laughs> Cage Warriors, so definitely can't uh, can't complain there. The more the merrier, man. It's, it's a bit hard to keep up with it sometimes when there's like three, four cards on in the weekend. But, man, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Definitely not. We've never had it yeah. So yeah, yeah on yeah. that note,
1: until next time, make some trouble. And
0: peace out, mother lovers.